0: Well, good morning, everyone. Great to see everybody out with us to worship God together this morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles with us, our, part of our lesson takes come going to come out of Matthew 28 chapter. Matthew 28 chapter, and I'm just going to start at verse 18, and I'm reading out of King James, uh, if you're following with me. And Jesus, right before he ascended up into heaven, He had these words as he directed to his disciples. He says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given me both in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to deserve all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Now I'm going to use this text this morning and work it around the thoughts of evangelism about the fact of how important it is for us to evangelize now the text that we just looked at just a moment ago it is the text that we probably most time we call it the great commission we call it with the thoughts of the great commission and we reached out uh, jesus told his disciples or the apostles as they would become that they were to go everywhere teaching the word of god and Uh, preaching to the fact of bringing about obedience unto people and then not leave it there but continuance with that uh, teaching thereafter now as we all know this was directed yes initially to these disciples and apostles but we know it's not ending there this is to all of us This is a commandment that is directed to each and every one of us that we need to be doing these things, that we need to be reaching out to those who are lost in this world. And as I said, uh, my lesson is based on the fact of evangelism. And the reason I'm reaching out to that because, the fact, I think it is so important to the fact that we need to evangelize this world. And when I'm saying that, I know you're saying evangelize the world, we're reaching out to all of it. Well, we do. But to me, it all begins at home first. This is where we first started here. That we need to evangelize the world first. But I mean, the world, but reaching out here first. Now, where is our world? I think our world is to the fact that we reach out to... I drive 30 minutes anywhere. I mean, I've drove 30 minutes to church for years at times when I preached. Um... I drive 30 minutes to cool, get something to eat and time. So I assume 30 minutes is a safe distance that people drive to about anywhere. So what is our outreach area? I assume probably about a 30-minute drive anywhere around us is a good outreach area that we can evangelize and bring to us. I mean, personal evangelism. (coughs) I think this subject is so important. I really like to work at it differently. Than this I, It needs to be really worked on a class level. I know we're in a class, but break it more, break it down in groups because this needs to be a one-on-one reaction back and forth talking about that. And I, I would really, as an elder at McClellan's, well, I think that's where I'm eventually going to head with this at some point is this type of evangelism, teaching personal type evangelism, how we're to talk and react with each other. We need to be soul winning for Jesus That's the most important thing that we can do. Win our own souls and win souls of others. Be the fishers of men reaching out to others around about us. (coughs) Reaching those lost souls around about. I was preaching a lesson not long ago, and to me it goes with this very point here. It begins at this point of commitment. You know, are we going to reach out to the souls of others? Are we going to evangelize those around about us? I mean, personally, going out and talking to them. Well, it takes the commitment. Now, you might say, well, I'm committed to the cause of my Lord and Savior. I was thinking about this thought I was using in that lesson. It was about the fact that uh, <coughs> leaving the gas in the tank, you know, my mother always would tell me, leave, the gas, leave some gas in the tank. You never know when you've got to make a run to Cooble or, you know, to a hospital during the night, you always leave something in the tank or always have money with you and things of that nature. Uh, I think we all have this mentality even about our spirituality to the fact we always want to leave something in the tank for it. We always want to reach back and pull something out, you know, we want to hold something in reserve all the time. We're not to be holding anything in reserve in the cause of our Lord. The Lord is going to fill the tank back up all the time. As long as we're using it, he's filling it up in our spiritual lives. We need to be 100% committed to the cause of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I was thinking about even here in McCollinsville and our sister congregations throughout this county. If we were really, truly committed to the cause of our Lord and were able to do it, we brought one soul to Jesus. How, much, how, how, how large the church grows that quickly right there. And that is nothing unusual or nothing, you know, that should not be expected, bringing one to Jesus. It's nothing, you know, unexpected right there whatsoever. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you real thoughts of it, though. The church in the county... And we'll just use Jackson County because this is where we're all from, so we're going to talk about Jackson County. Uh, the church of our Lord uh, is not growing the way it should. In fact, the church has uh, probably have lost ground in most areas throughout the county. And you start thinking about it, we're the ones that got the truth. Uh, I have no doubt but I don't say we think we got the truth. I know we got the truth. We're preaching the word of God. We've got the truth. Uh, we got facilities throughout the county. <coughs> we got the facilities throughout the county, but I'm afraid we got this mentality about the fact, I call it, you know, you watch the movie Kevin Costner, The Field of Dreams, the baseball movie. I think we got that concept about uh, church so much. It's the fact that, you know, when they go out there in that cornfield, He's told you for you, but build it, they will come. So he tears out you know, a place in the cornfield and puts a baseball field. We have his thought sometimes we built a building, we unlocked the doors back there. Uh, we got it opened up. They can come if they want to. It's not to, it's not to fill the dreams here. We, it is our responsibility in this fact right here. We have the truth. I know we're worshiping correctly towards God. Uh, this is the true church. We're part of the true church. <clears throat> we're worshiping correctly to the fact that we are striving to glorify God within our worship itself. It uh, seems like you've, many times we're fighting a losing battle at times in this. And I, I know around about the same way in this. Uh, people are not coming. Even Christians are not coming. Uh, they're not coming or they're going into denominationalism right here so many in this county will drive cool to Life Church and everything else around up there Uh, I call it the entertainment gospel is what they're looking for is all it is in that we see the need that we need to go Jesus commands us even to the fact that we're to go, go, go in this right here We need to go, but then we get to the fact, well, why don't we go? Why don't we go? Why don't I talk to others? Why am I not talking to them about the Lord and teaching them about his truth right there? I think a lot of it boils down to the fact, a couple of different things, but fear. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm I'm afraid if I go talk to you about it, You may not like me no more. You may not like me. I might say something wrong in all of this. We're going to address some of this here in a moment, Lord willing. The other thought is we're just fact too lazy to do it. We're too lazy. We use a lot of excuses and we're just boils down to we're too lazy to encourage others to be obedient to Christ. Uh, Going back to that first topic, it includes this thought here with it. we just don't know the gospel enough to encourage somebody else to Christ. And shame on us if we don't. Absolutely shame on us if we don't. Because you got a Bible, I'm sure, in your hands today. If not, there's one laying around here pretty close by. I'm sure you got one in your home. You have ample opportunity to hear and preach or hear the preaching of the word of God saying it taught. You've got ample opportunities for this. Yes, you have no excuse for not having a working knowledge of the word of God, uh, that you're able to teach someone else. (coughs) So why why not? Why not? Well, I know we recognize to the fact that we should be doing these things, the very things that I'm talking about, uh, that why don't we go out and door knock to community? We haven't done that in years, I don't think. Just you know, have done it. Uh, you might say, well, we've done a lot of door knocking. You don't know how you're going to re- be received on some of that one, too. Uh, might be only just one person come if we went to 100 houses. Didn't Jesus give up a parable on that one? You know, it was 99 that was sheep that were safe in the fold, and there's one that wandered away one, one's another, I mean one's great, one is great, one's worth all the effort, many times we think, well that's what we pay the preacher to do, that's what his job is to be doing that, it's all of our jobs, read read uh, Matthew 28 again, it did not specify, you know, anything of that, it is to every one of us in that, we're to all do this, uh, it's our responsibility to talk to others. Maybe we can reach out to others even through benevolent work. Uh, I've seen a lot of good that's happened through that. You know, somebody has a need, you reach out benevolently to help them in that need, but also at the same time you're talking to them about the Lord, including the fact that this came from the Lord to them. Uh most of it is just using whatever opportunity you have to talk to others about Jesus and get over the fear of it. We got the saving gospel. Get over the fear of it, of teaching others about it because it is our duty in this. We go talk to others about Jesus. We need to be very concise about how we do this. Be very concise when you talk to somebody about Jesus. Uh... Share your thoughts. Share the Word of God. That's what we need to be done. But share the Word of God. Uh, be considerate. to Answer the questions. They may have. be ready. To give an answer. For the reason I'd hoped is in you, right there. Be charitable, sure kind, loving in this. And to the fact in Ephesians 4 chapter and verse 15, as he talks there, the fact that we should speak the truth in love. We may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ. We're speaking the truth in love right here. That I am considerate of others around me. I'm not trying to be domineering in this. I'm not trying to dominate the conversation or trying to put other people down. It's not about that. It's not about trying to win arguments with everybody. It's about winning souls. We need to evangelize. Be willing to share the gospel with those around about us. Uh, not be about the confrontational gospel in this. You know, the only way you can really, any of this works. Like I said, we got to be concise. It never works unless we're involved. We like to, You know, we like to be involved to a point to people's lives. But when it gets about spiritual things, we don't really want to be involved. We stay at a distance, you know, we got the doors unlocked. If they want to come, they're welcome to come. It takes more than this. We have to be involved in people's lives. Uh, it's always that saying, no man's an island. You know, we, it takes all of us. And it takes us all as a church working together on this thought. <coughs> in James, the first chapter, in verse 19, as he talks about here, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For a wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. We're not doing it out of anger. We're not doing it out of anger, but we're doing it out of love. We're not trying, so many try to approach it at times, they try to put other people down. It's not about this. It's not about I won. The Lord's one that's got to win. In this you need to win <coughs> and the fact of giving your soul to him it's not putting others down spread his truth in love also we need to be very thoughtful when we're talking to others in our discussions with others of being thoughtful with that answer considerate with it winning souls not arguments in this right here also we need to talk to people on their level You go talk to somebody. Somebody's going to talk to you at work now. They've not been to Jesus. They don't go to church. They don't don't come to the true church. (coughs) You start trying to talk to them. You know what? You're going to have to talk to them, everybody on their level. You're going to have to talk to them on their level. Maybe I know about the blood of Jesus. I know about the cross of Christ. I know he died for my sins. I know that's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is through baptism. But you know what? Not everybody knows this. You got to talk to people on their level. Be help them bring them up in the Lord in this. I understand, but a lot of people may not. We got to bring them up in the Lord in this. Think of the words that they need to hear and keep it to the level to bring them up. So they recognize the fact that they're in sin, and need Jesus, and to help them grow thereafter in the Lord. I think that's the other thing that we need to really look at. We need to talk, I think, personally about evangelism more. The fact where we we work together in groups, trying to help each other be more prepared for this, and we need to do this right here about including the fact of how we're talking to each other, words that we should be using, trying to build up each other's faith at the same time in this. Using words, and I have heard people talking to others about Jesus, and they're using words that are very confusing. It's hurtful words, ugly things that are being said there. It's cutting words, not building up their faith. They're damaging the faith not building them up, you're damaging everything. Uh, you're speaking with harshness and anger when we need to be speaking with kindness and humility. Ephesians four chapter verse 29, <coughs> as he's talking there, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification that it may be impart grace to others there. Don't let words, uh, unwholesome words. Come out of your mouth. We need to be talking to people about building them up, not cutting them down and everything. Most importantly, I probably should have started with this, and this should have been one of my first points that should have been brought up. When you talk to somebody about Jesus, use the Bible. Use the word of God. Don't use nothing else. Don't use your, well, I think, James thinks this, Absolutely not. The word of God is what saves. The word of God is what saves people. It's not what James thinks. It's not what your opinion is on this subject right here. Use the word of God and not your opinions. Leave your opinions at home. I know we all got them. but leave them at home when you're talking to others about it. It's all based on the truth. Nobody's going to be saved without the truth of the word of God. Always, when I talk to somebody about uh, God, about Jesus, where they're at in their lives, and about their, you know, what they're needing, they got a Bible. I leave mine out. I may have it with me, but I set it aside because it's better off you tell them the scripture and let them read it for themselves out of their Bible. I know it's the same. <laughs> I know, but it's better off to let people read it out of their own personal Bible. They see it, they understand it more, they grasp it. It's not what James says here. It's it's what God said because it's it's in the Bible own also right here. Uh, This is the only source of truth. Bring it all from the word of God and nothing else. That's all it ever saves. Worldly wisdom, how smart as we may think we are, is not going to save any of us here. We all need Bible study, searching out the truth of the word of God, looking for the answers for our lives in this, not dispensing the advice of the world. I'm not saying that some of us may not be very wise and be able to dispense some good advice, but Jesus Christ and his words, I don't think, saves, period. There's nothing else that does. 1 Corinthians first chapter and verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. God is what saves. Now, there's nothing else. The foo- You know, our greatest wisdom that we may think, we can put people on the moon, we can do this. We, it's still just a foolishness of God. It, it don't even, a small part even match to God's. We don't know nothing unless God tells us about it in the first place. Because all we know, God saves, not me. God is one that saves, not me. It is his truth. It is his word. We need Bible study. And I think everyone should reach out to the fact we need Bible study or we we need to apply it and then we need to go out the door and apply it out in the world and our lives and others. Now, as we're looking at some of this today, the first part of some of what I'm going to look at is challenge each of us to examine our lives. Examine our lives while we're not doing more about some of the things that we're talking about, reaching out with the Lord and trying to save others out there. R- making the opportunity happen out here. Now, you might think, well, I'm doing everything I can do. Well, I think we all have never reached what all we can do. I really don't. We, Some of us there's way our ways and means may have to change some about as we get older of how we approach it may change it a little bit also it's good that we share ideas about as christians here that we can gather together that we need to learn that we need to be speaking up for jesus there's too much junk's happening in this world too much is happening right around us and we're not speaking up for jesus we we'll say, well, Lord, help all these people. and Help what's going on around about us. We need to be doing a lot more than this and being doing some speaking up for Jesus. Letting people know this, this is what the truth is here. Pay attention to the opportunities that are around us every day. <coughs> you can say it at work, other places. This is your opportunities out in the field right there. Out in the world, just people you're around. All you got to do, they're not, may not come up to you and ask certain things, but pay attention to the conversation that's going on around about you. I, I talk to people every day, and it's just listening to what's happening around about, and then interject it into it right there about Jesus Christ. Speak up. Pay attention to the opportunities that God has given each and every one of us. And yes, boldly, but with love. Boldly, but with love. Communicate this clearly and step up for the Lord. We can do this. I know we struggle with evangelism. We think we pay people to do our evangelism for us. But we're going to look very quickly at the time we got left right here a couple of thoughts about evangelism and try to cover these topics uh, quickly. It is to the fact of how we go about our evangelism, we got to show that we care. We gotta be conscious of the fact of what's going on around us. We gotta have the courage to step up for the Lord and work on our craft. I'll go through it real quickly on some of this. Most of the time when we make up excuses, they'll fall into one of these categories that we need to be, it's all to the fact that we need to be working on it. We're the ones that need to be working on it. We need to be paying better attention to what's going on. I talked about that just a moment ago. There's opportunities abounding around us. What did I just talk about? Conscious. Be conscious of what's happening around the boundary. Many times we're scared to speak up for the Lord. You're lacking in courage. you lack lacking courage. You might say, well, I don't know what to say. You know, old Billy Bob over there, he's talking about what a problem he's got, and he's got no direction in his life, but I don't know what to say to him. Well, this is your craft, meaning you need to work on where you stand with God and his knowledge of his word. But many times it's even to the fact that, ah, well, that's his workout. Well, you know, that's old Billy Bob's problem to work out right there on his own. Well, we need to be caring about others. We need to show some care. Let's start right there. Let's talk about caring. You're going to have, if you don't care about others, if you don't love them, uh, I've wasted my time already so far, these 15 or 20 minutes I've been speaking. Because this is where it starts at. Your love for others. The fact that you have been saved by the blood of the Lamb, and the fact that you want others to be saved also, in that fact, you care about them so deeply it's why you do what you do here. Uh, most important thing to God was the fact that he sent his son to die for you. That was the most important thing in this whole universe. Of all things that the Lord, the Lord did, all these things, he created this universe, he created the moon, the stars out in this distance here in this world, beautiful world that we live in right here. But it's all about you and I. It's still what creation is about. That God so loved, is why He took action at that time. That He gave His only begotten Son in this, so that we wouldn't perish, but we would have everlasting life through Him. Now, be honest about that and think about that fact right there. Why you should care? The fact that you know put excuses behind us. We we all step back too much. You know when we get to this that, oh, so, I well them take care of it it's always let them take care of this we need to care. I don't know how to open you got to open your heart up and care you, tr- you care that people can be lost first of all I know it works. starts with you you got to be obedient to him secondly we're working towards others you got to care about people conscious of their need the fact that we teach the word of God our craft in this and taking the courage to do it, actually take courage to go out there and do these things. I think we do care. I think people do care. I think they're misguided in their care at time. I think people are misguided in their care about God we're made in the very image of God. God wants us to be with him, be like him, in every aspect of it right there. Uh, I just don't think we're preparing ourselves. We're not preparing ourselves in this. We're not looking for the opportunity. We're not being bold about it, that we need to take action in our life, be diligent about it, discipline ourselves that we will do these things and give grace lovingly you know teach the word of God you know we need to have a deeper care about others sacrifice sacrifice and service comes from the fact that I realized that my God offered grace to me his mercy has been extended to me I've not been perfect I'm far from perfect never was perfect never it's the grace of God that makes me perfect Boy, he makes up for what I'm really lacking in, in my life, right there. In 1 John 4, verse 19, he's talking about there, we love him because he first loved us. We love Jesus back, but it's not that it started me, it started with him. It started with him in this, that God offered his love by giving of his son to us, I need to thank him and show gratitude every day of my life unto him. Engage my heart towards Jesus each and every day. Now, be very thankful, engaged in prayer, and go out and serve after this. Listen and teach, study God's word more and more. Meditate upon his word. Train yourself and have others to help train you in his word. Show how much you do love him. If you love him, you keep his commandments. You try to help others keep his commandments. We need to be more involved in this. You got to do it. You got to care. You got to love. You got to love to do this from your heart. Also, we got to be more conscious of what's happening around about us. When I'm saying conscious meaning in fact. Do you know Jesus. He had these disciples. That followed him around about 30 years. Right there. Jesus trained them. He trained his disciples. to Be conscious of this. And make them ready to take advantage of the opportunities. When they, it came to them later. In Matthew tenth chapter. In verse 37. He talks about that. He's he who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves the son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We've got to be able to put it all aside and just totally go after the Lord in everything. we got to go after him in everything. As the Lord also tells us, you know, the harvest is plentiless out there. You know, there's not enough workers in it there. We've got to be conscious. We need training. We each need training and Work at it, how to save others there. God talked to Paul at Corinth, right there, or about Corinth there in Acts 18 and 10. He was talking to him about Corinth and throughout the 18th chapter. And he said, I have many people in that city. <clears throat> and I'm sure Paul, you mean in Corinth? You got people? You got people over in that, that place right there? The wickedest place around Yes. I'm sure that's how most people look at it. But really, Paul didn't. He seen it as a great opportunity to go there and teach the word of God. Yeah, many times we're shocked. Uh, Old brother or so-and-so or somebody like that, you know, uh, things they have done and they're never going to come back to the Lord. We give up on them. We've got to take advantage of the opportunities. The harvest is out there. We need to go and teach them. It's like a parable of the soul. Uh, We go out there and it's different types of soul. It's different types of heart. It may not all be receptive at this time, but if they take advantage of the opportunity, it will be receptive at some time there. Teach them the fruit of the spirit in this. They need to realize the truth. Interact upon it and take action with that truth right there. Paul encouraged the Colossians in Colossians 4 chapter and verse 5. uh, They needed to conduct themselves or walk in the wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming time. Uh, They were to conduct themselves with that wisdom towards those who are around about us each and every day. You know, we need to... As Paul kept instruction throughout that book, he's telling about thoughts of prayer. Keep alert. Be thankful unto the Almighty God in everything. Be thankful for those around about you in everything. Be aware and take conscious. Take advantage of that opportunity when it comes to you about everything. Keep our eyes wide open. Also, we're to have Courage. Uh, many times that's a tough one for us, and having courage because many times we think, well, that's like throwing you in a lion's den right there and trying to wrestle with a lion. Sometimes it would well, take a lot of courage because first thoughts is run in this. We're very selfish when it comes to this about God's Word. We're very selfish. We, we want it for ourselves, but we don't give it away to others. That's embarrassing. It is very embarrassing in that fact. We worry about more about being locked. More people likes us, you know. Well, I'm afraid they'll think it's unkind if I do this or say this. And people, they won't include me if I, you know, if I start talking to them about Jesus, they'll avoid me in this. Or maybe I'll stick my foot in my mouth, you know, or something about like that. Well, I don't care what it is, we've got opportunities that we need to serve. We're going to have to, uh, I whole saying, we're going to have to man up. We're going to have to man up here and take courage. We take courage in this, in the fact, and speak that truth in love. Be motivated by the truth of the word of God and teaching of others. You know, I, I'm going to have to risk it. I may hurt somebody's feelings by something I say. I'm going to have to risk it because it's their soul that's at stake here. It's the soul of them that is at stake. If I love them, I won't fail to speak the truth to them. I want to speak the truth. I want them to be saved in this. God will be pleased with us by spreading of the word of his word there. The scripture should give you courage to speak up. Uh, Jesus talking to a man that he healed once. And he told him, you know, the man wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus just told him to, this man knew very little about Jesus. Basically just met him. And Jesus had him, healed him. And he told him to go back and t- tell the people things that had been done to him. Well, I, just, I don't know that much. Well, go tell them what you know. Go talk to them about what you do know in this. Accomplish great things in this. Remember when Peter and John uh, they were arrested by the Sanhedrin on occasions, right there, and they were told, "Just shut up with this Jesus. Just quit talking about him." Uh, they were ready to be beaten and anything else, but they said, "You know, we cannot stop. We got to have courage like that." Courage that people see what is important in your life right now. The truth is powerful. and should work powerfully in your life. Take courage. Also, we need to work on our craft. What I mean working on our craft is the fact uh, our God is a craftsman. You look at this universe, you don't think he ain't a craftsman. I mean perfect. He's perfect in his part of it. We done a lot to destroy it, but he was perfect on his part of it. Our God is a craftsman. Verse six: We always need to let our speech be seasoned with grace, or be always with grace seasoned with salt. you know Know how to answer each one? Right there. We should be God imitators. We need to be working on a craft. What do I say? I think this is where we need to work on a lot as a group. We need to all work together talking with each other and practicing if that's what it takes to train each other in this <clears throat> maybe when I was younger I did a lot of things in haste you know move a little bit quicker then too, but I did things more in haste at that time now I guess I take time and I see more full value of different things I see it It's a enriching thing. I see more and more of this through the Lord right here and taking time to be more thoughtful and reaching out, being more thoughtful with the words that come out of my mouth try to be in this. But I think that's just a part of maturity somewhat too or just a privilege of being old, whichever way it may be right there. But... It is something we need to work on is our thoughts, our craft, how we teach others on the behalf of our Lord, because if we ain't doing it, we're lazy. That's just what it gets to. There's something that we all can do. It may be in a different form or fashion. It may be on, through social media. It may be through telephones. It may be personal talk. You know, there's a lot of ways you reach out to people today, we have a lot of opportunities to reach out to people in this, but we got to get past our shortcomings in this and show how much we care to others about our Lord and about their souls in this. Sometimes I'm afraid we don't care enough or we don't show that we care enough in this. We need to show how much we love and we, what their soul means to us, but we know what it means to our Lord if he's willing to die us. And I guess if you could just break it down to one good thought. what We began with this earlier. When you go to Matthew 28 chapter and he's, verse 19, he just gets to the fact, go. Go. The command is to take action in this. Go in this. He'll help us out. He'll work us through some of the things that I'm lacking in the things I may be struggling with in my life. He helps me in that. One of the commands Jesus gave when he first came to his uh, disciples that would become later his apostles, you know, just follow me. That's what we follow Jesus. We ask as Paul did, you know, be you follows me even as I am a Christ. You know, you follow, follow. Follow him, but it all begins with the fact unless we're committed. Anything I'm saying very quickly, it's not working. It's we. It begins with us being committed to the cause of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's the one that we we have to do it first, or none of it matters in this. Uh, what time's the class? Class. Okay, it's time now? Okay, thank you. Well, I appreciate everybody's attention in this. I was afraid I might go over in it. But uh, like I said, the most important thing, still so going back to that, is the word go. Lord loves you. He wants you to be saved. He wants those around about you to you reach out to all of them. Go. Go and spread that truth. Thank you for your kind attention this morning. Uh, do we end with a prayer or is someone, okay. Thank you for everyone.